Welcome to Why Two Killers. I'm Dr. Benny Graves, the nebbish Jewish guy to my American satire of a family. And with me as always is the burning Papa Jupiter to my exploding trailer, the American flag through my Ted Levine head, Hammy Swammy. Brucky Fammy. That's right. I want to be the hydrophacil... What is it? Hydro- Hydrocephalus. Yeah. Megamind guy? Yeah, the Megamind guy. Um, Don't you remember this cartoon from when we were kids? I think I asked you this, but it was like this cartoon. It was like, I think a Cartoon Network one where like these dudes were like kind of like aliens and their brains kept getting bigger and bigger and they had to use like scooters to scoot their brains around. I vaguely remember this cartoon. Do you know what I'm fucking talking about? Like if anyone knows what I'm talking about, I have thought about this cartoon for like 20 plus years. Now I'm just thinking about that episode where Stan's dad intentionally gets what is it testicular cancer so he has giant balls yeah 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 yeah. and they have like little unicycles they ride them around in mm-hmm. um anyway we're gonna be talking about the hills of eyes but not the original one the one no. from 2006 directed by alexandra aja um but first we've been all over america america um we went to my friend's wedding in Asheville. yep and we also visited a tape place because we had to yeah uh orbit dvd dvd uh the folks there are amazing yeah we found out so much from them like the one we guy especially for yeah. Hours. yeah they have a the staff there has a unique fixation on spanish horror and stuff like alicarda and nasty nashy which i loved yeah um and we picked up some cool stuff from them they told us all the things about how one tree hill was filmed near there or something like that right. and then also silver bullet silver bullet that's what it was yeah yeah um and then after that we had the seminal event of the year mm-hmm. which is bhs fest that's right and we had a gathering of all the jugglers uh we had like 20 people yeah no the tom squad was deep tom and i kept trying to like block people from parking next to us we we're like look you can totally park next to us but we are going to be a large group and we don't want to annoy you and they're like that's totally fine and like people were just moving roads too many amazing americans to name i know too it's many like amazing 20 plus canadians to name mm-hmm. much booze was consumed consumed much uh electric lettuce was smokied yeah a lot of heat stroke almost happened a little bit of a lot of heat i definitely stroke. lost like 55 pounds and just sweat alone mr nasty maybe led people in prayer yeah i think he's sundowning and yeah maybe we saw mr nasty experience like a lynchian nightmare speech yeah. that he gave 
Um, but the lady that plays Frank and Hooker, Patty Mullen, was there. Yep. Also, we discovered that she's the super hot chick in the uh, <clears throat> in beloved Doom, film Doom Asylum. Yeah, I hate Doom Asylum. But uh, Frank and Hooker is always a delight. Frank and Hooker is great because I always forget like some stuff that happens. I'm like, all right, and of course it's a Jersey movie, so that's right. Gotta love it, baby. Jersey pride. Um, yeah. And so it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't been there, essentially you're just tailgating a bunch of shot on video movies, yeah. buying VHS, drinking in excess. It's about friendship, though. I, you know, and friendship. Uh, we've made a ton of friends through the Mahoning, especially VHS Fest in particular, because it's almost just, yeah, it's like tailgating without sports. You just watch movies. Um, but yeah, it's like if a flea market and camping and tailgating all came together, and it's a lot of fun, and people are always generous. Our friend Sheila was there, who, this is our second year in a row seeing Sheila, because last year she was just the weird girl that was trying to give us ice cream for free, and I was very suspicious. And I wasn't suspicious, And I was like. Me. Why is this girl trying to just give me vegan ice cream? And now we're buddies. And we had vegan um, ice cream again. And we had vegan ice cream again. She made a whole uh, Sunday bar stand, mm, which was mm. so nice. And, you know, Tasty. just a sweet cutie pie. And her uh, partner, David, was there. And he was always wonderful, a of charmer. course. An so, yeah, we make charmer. new friends every year we go, I feel um, like. And yeah. Oh, we made new friends, yeah, this year, too. We met Kyle. We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's been a fantastic time. Uh, I encourage everybody to go. The Mahoning Drive-In is an institution. It does have a sort of mystique about it yeah. that is unique. Um, and, uh, I, you know, there are only so many places you can go to see drive-in movies now. I think also, like, the culture is really good there. All the people, I believe Welcoming. everybody that works there is a volunteer status, too. And they were in that snack shack next to, like, broilers they and, were. like, the, I don't know how the they didn't die are, from heat stroke. sweet, sweet yeah. baby fallen angels. So, if you guys, you know, if you're not into horror and you're into whatever else, or you've got kids, they do stuff for all ages. They play Willy Wonka and they, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, they'll do, like, a little bit more conventional stuff, too. But they're just sweet people, and it's fun. And if your vibe is camping out, you can always camp out there. And, yeah. So we, we highly recommend. And of course, Jesse got too high that he forgot half of our conversations with him. So it do be like that. Hashtag VHS. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's get to this year in horror. It's 2006. We're graduating high time. school. We're graduating high school. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill. Mm. Slither, which you still I have still to see. I still haven't seen Slither. Yeah. The um, spiritual sequel to Night of the Creeps in some ways. Mm, uh, Hatchet. I and saw Hatchet. It was supposed to be part of this like slasher revival. Yeah, yeah, And I don't yeah. think it got off the ground as much as I'd say like Terrifier did. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the Black Christmas remake, which is... Oh, a, of course, with Carol Wenderson. Yeah, has no shadow to cast over the original one. No. Bob Clark is a tour de force, but... Daddy Sexton. It has its own magic to it. I do like the remake. It's, I think it has a trashy goodness It's about a it. trashy goodness, and I remember seeing that with Amber. We went to the Lowe's on Route 1, mm-hmm. where you have to go like go over the bridge, like go into Edison oh, to I know. the background. That was the, that, other than Mega Movies near me in my town, that was the only place yeah, to go. Yeah, so we had to go to Lowe's on Route 1, and I just remember like we like left the theater, and we were like so creeped out. We're like, oh, what if somebody's hiding in the back of the, her car? And yes. Ooky so, spooky, right? Very high school us, you know, so. But, um, yeah, well, who's in this cast? Oh, the cast. Oh, well, I, I have the music pulled up. So, give me one moment. Um, there's a couple people I I can never remember anybody's name. Well, 
first and foremost. Of course. Mr. Big Bob himself, Ted Levine. Was she a great big fat person? Oh, Sam, was she a great big fat person? Yeah, she was a big girl, sir. <laughs> With a rocket launcher on the basket. So, yeah, Ted Levine, who we all know as Buffalo Bill, but I also know is Captain Leland Stottlemyre from Monk. And no, I didn't have to look up that on IMDb because I watched all of Monk. Ladies and gentlemen, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, he's great in this movie. And I remember seeing this in theaters, obviously, and like kind of knowing who Ted Levine was because I like knew of Silence of the Lambs, but I didn't appreciate it yet because I was, you know, a he dingus. apparently signed on because he liked high tension and Aja was responsible for high tension. Oh, I don't think he also did the um army of not army of darkness evil dead remake right that's him nope that's fede alvarez oh well you could see how i confused them no (laughs) he's not an ally ladies and gentlemen no i'm not uh the next lady is kathleen quinlan whose name sounds super fucking familiar but when i looked up her movie stuff she was in apollo 13 breakdown the doors movie american graffiti these are all movies i've seen but i like mom yeah, that's like the place of mom. Uh, like, she was in Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, but I can't remember her specifically. Uh, you know what else is in Twilight Zone, the movie? A crime. <laughs> uh, a big crime. And then next as our main boy is Dan Bird, who I know, and he played Brandon in Easy Eye, the gay guy. Oh, yes. He's the son. He's, he's, no, he's not the son. He's the one that she pretends to have sex with on Melanie Bostick's no, I'm talking bed. about in this oh, movie, in the movie, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Bobby. He was also in uh, the Lizzie McGuire, A Cinderella Story, which also has Hilary Duff uh, and uh, what's his face? Chad Michael Murray. You know that part in City of the Living Dead where she like barfs up all her organs? Is that what you're going to do right now? Yeah. Uh, the next lady that plays the daughter, the younger daughter, is Emily DeRavin. Mm. Uh, she was in Remember Me. She was in Lost as Claire Littleton. I never watched Lost. So. I, I thought that she was a different actress named Levin Rabin, who no. was in um, Sarah Connor Chronicles and played the wife of, um, what is it, uh, Vince Neal in The Dirt. She was also apparently in Once Upon a Time as Bella Gold or Bella French. Bella Lugosi, got it. Yeah, Bella Lugosi, definitely. She's dead, though. Undead, uh, undead, undead. Uh, dead, 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 dead. Uh, nobody else really have note. The guy that plays Doug is Aaron Stan. Doug! Doug! He plays Aaron Stanford. He's and the Jew. Yeah, the Jew. He was in the show Nikita. He was in the sci-fi series 12 Monkeys for several seasons. Oh, and he's right. also in X2 X-Men as John Alderus? Al- Alderus? I don't know. So, and he's also in some crap. Uh, I thought he was really good. And he, yet again, also looked a lot more familiar than I thought he was. And I was like, oh, this guy. And I was like, oh, no, I'm wrong. And then as the older sister is Vanessa Shaw. And she was in Hocus Pocus as Allison, the, the girl. The main the girl. girl. Mm-hmm. No, the, the older girl. Oh, Like the course. teenage girl. And she was also in Eyes Wide Shut as Domino. So I think that's the girl who's the prostitute who almost dies in Sidney Pollock's bathroom, if gotcha. I remember. Fidelio. Fidelio. Yes. Now I have to kill you. Uh, and that's pretty much the cast. Oh, and then as Lizard is Robert Joy, who is in like a bunch of stuff, like just crap all over. If you look him up, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Lizard, Got it. who looks like a uh, Seth Myers. Yes, he looks like <laughs> evil Seth Meyers. And then 
has Papa <laughs> Jupiter. We have Billy Drago, who both you and I were like, we recognize him, but he's was in Tremors 4, he's Delta in a lot Force of 2. Stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. like a big schlock guy, so yet again looks familiar. And then as Cyst is special effects guy Greg Nicotero, Woo! which we watched this on Amazon because we rented it. Um, so it shows you all the little cast members. So it shows members. you all the cast members. So he's obviously in like super heavy makeup, and we're like, Greg Nicotero's in this? But KNB uh, effects did the effects work, so that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. But everybody else is just like character actors or just, you know, not people that have like huge careers. But yeah, I actually really like this cast. I think it's like a good mix of like familiar faces, but also you have somebody like Ted Levine, even though he's only in 40 minutes of the movie, still strongly. There's and- nobody to pull you away from the interest in the actual movie. No, yeah, I think it's all very good. So. Um, yeah, so I mean, not a lot of trivia. Uh, I thought for sure they would shoot in like New Mexico and stuff. Where did they shoot um, this? Morocco. I've been to Morocco. We know, we know. Um, the intro, which we'll talk about, the Edgelord music video intro, where oh, they show yeah, man. shots of the deformed kids. <laughs> Um, those are, uh, pretty much not, uh, deformities from nuclear tests, but deformities from Agent Orange victims. So yay, America, we did that. Um, and then lastly, Agent um, Orange, really? Yep. Is Agent Orange like Napalm Death? No, Napalm's different. Um, Agent Napalm Orange. Napalm is liquid gas, like, like, li- like jelly gasoline. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's essentially liquefied fire Mm. um and then the other important thing is that uh wes craven apparently was interested in making this remake because of the successes of the tcm remake Mm -hmm. and then this one i thought was weird because i thought that this was a fucking flop maybe i'm wrong the amityville horror remake with ryan reynolds yeah i saw that in theaters and i don't remember it at all it's boring yeah i remember it being really not interesting at all and doesn't it have a little chloe grace moretz in it or something i don't remember it has somebody like that in it. i can tell you that it is extremely boring and that really both of the first amityville films can't hold a candle to um weird incest rape monster oh my in god part two. yeah that's like i remember watching that and i was like um this seems not great um soundtrack what soundtrack. do we got uh <laughs> not a lot well we were talking about it and i think Right around the time when we graduate was sort of the end of that period of time when they were making soundtrack CDs. Yeah. Like, like, you didn't really see a lot of stuff after 2007. Well, that's the thing is, like, big soundtrack CDs were, like, in the 90s, early 2000s. Like, you went to a movie for a soundtrack sometimes. You know what I mean? And I feel like this, like, definitely fades out in this movie because, like, the bands... I'm going to name all these bands. I've never heard of any of them. Uh, The finalists, Leave the Broken Hearts. No idea. The Go, Blue Eyes Woman. Nope. Moot Davis, Highway Kind, The Go, Summer's Gonna Be My Girl, Webb Pierce, More and More, Vault, The Walls, Buddy Stewart in the Valley of the Sun, Wires on Fire, Daisy, The Bald Eagles, California Dreaming, which of like, course, of course. a very famous it? cover. Do you get it? No, I don't get it. Could you explain it to me? And then a band that did like, I guess probably like a lot of soundtrack work, because some of this stuff is only a couple of seconds, is a band called Tom and Dandy, but it's all one word, so it's like Tom and Dandy, one word. Well, I mean, I imagine like half of these bands were like, how do we be as successful as Jet? Yeah, this is like the Jet era. I hated Jet. Terrible. Uh, don't, do you want to be my girl? Um, no, I don't. 
And so let's get started. Yeah! So we start with a nuclear test spoopy historical fact. Yep. Uh, the truth of the matter is I don't think that we ever did any nuclear testing in New Mexico. We did do nuclear testing in the... Uh, um, islands, oh, like, like, like in the Pacific, and yeah. stuff like that. Well, isn't that what SpongeBob is supposed to be yeah. based off? Is bo- uh, SpongeBob is Bikini Bottom is like where they did nuclear Bikini testing? Atoll, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, not a, not any nuclear testing in New Mexico. But whatever, we'll set that aside yeah. for the purposes of this movie that says America. I ain't seeing you so red, white, and blue. I'm just seeing red. I mean, this is still like your Bush era kind of stuff. So anti-Bush. like anti-Bush. Anti-Bush. Uh, I don't want to be an American idiot. Thank you, Billy Joe Armstrong. Super cool. Um, but you'll be friends with Kat Von D. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we get a nuclear test spoopy fact, and then we cut to hazmat dudes. And they're doing testing on fishies. They're collecting fishies. Yeah. And they're also doing uh, Geiger, Geiger, yeah. Geiger counter. They're not doing ge- The Geiger counter test is when you see how many dicks are in a picture. Hey, cool. I like that one. That one sounds a lot more fun. Don't go in Dan's well, house, Well, I remember this cold open because, uh, spoilers, the scientists all get fucking pickaxes in their skulls. And I could have swore this movie is in 3D, but maybe the second one was 3D. This one is not in 3D. I know that for No, but yeah. but yeah. They get jumped by a mostly unseen hulking figure. I like this opening scene. I think it's really fun. Like, I forgot about it's it. It's pretty brutal. Like, all the fucking scientists get, like, a fucking pickaxe to the skull. They all fucking die. And then they get dragged off on the car, like, basically, like, you know, the way you would carry a buck or something after, like, a hunting yeah they get thing. hauled by yeah. by a truck it's very texas saints um we get some wistful tunes in the americana style while we see footage of nuclear tests right yeah uh, and those are interspersed with the jump scares of the agent orange deformities is this the birth of bob that's right uh that's um, all i could think of it was like david lynch being like this was a birth of bomb I wanted to do Hills of Eyes, but I wanted to have, like, two straight hours of just desert, and they didn't let me dream. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lynch. Yeah, and we cut to a Grampy yeah. who drinks like it's VHS Fest based yeah. on his dumpster, because you see his dumpster, and it's, like, jammed full of bottles. Yeah, he's got, like, bottles everywhere. He's just, like, your low-life gas station guy, and but I, I do feel bad for him. Well, uh, now he awakens in his, like, stinky service station shack, and uh, he goes looking for Ruby. Ruby! Ruby! And, um, you know, he's looking for her and he's calling for her. He's like, I'm not going to do this for you no more. Uh, And through context clues, you know, you realize that he's in some sort of exchange with unseen figures. Unseen figures, and they bring him, like, gold and watches and jewelry. Valuable valuable stuff. A cool Sony camcorder. And a severed ear with a picture that shows, like, a biker couple. Yeah. And that is her severed ear. I remember that was kind of cool. Like, when I saw this, like, yet again, I'm thinking about this when I saw it in theaters for the first time, and it was effective. I was like, oh, my God, that's a girl's ear. I think they do a good job. Like, it definitely explains shit to you because it's for teenagers, but I also so think it gives like them a little bit more credit than like movies do today. I would say that there is a lot more exposition in this than there is in the original. Yeah. But it's a different time and place. Um, we'll also talk about how, you know, the original definitely borrows heavily from TCM. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we cut to the arrival of America TM, the family burr, never burr, forget. Burr. We won Vietnam. Ronald Reagan, your nutsack so tasty. Um, and part of America the family are Buffalo Bill. Yep. His wife, Proto Karen. Yep. Uh, the newlyweds in their womb goof. Yep. Their precocious shitboy son, Bobby. And the horny one. Well, when I watched this movie yet again in high school, I didn't like 
you know, this is the 2000s. We didn't care about politics. We were like, I don't know, whatever. Obama's going to be president. Racism's over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it no, wasn't, no, we weren't there yet. Well, we were like in that like realm. You know what I mean? Like kids in high school didn't care about politics the way that kids in they like, didn't. high school but this now. this is a heavily anti-Bush sort well, of Well, like sentiment. I didn't understand like the whole like Democrat Republican thing that much. Like watching it now as an adult, I'm like, oh he's a fucking republican that's why he sucks right like like this guy would be like a fucking jan sixer if he didn't get torched well i think we essentially find out that like the mutants end up being like you think you can out jan six ush yeah i know right um but yeah we you you pretty much cracked up because we had to get a scene of them pulling up to the gas pump and uh big bob is like you know you can't smoke near a gas pump and the guy's like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. I like him as an old crazy guy. I think he did a very good job. Um, the family putzes around the yeah. filling station and they're sticking their fucking noses where they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't dicking around, maybe none of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby's red hoodie, which was in the back of their car, gets stolen yep. by another unknown figure. Yeah. Um, they can't get any service on their phones. And. Um, Bobby goes to take a pee-pee poo-poo in the outhouse, Ugh, which oh, is stinky. Uh, oh my god, it looks it looks like VHS fest after VHS fest. That's like, true. Another good analogy. Yeah. Um, the VHS fest. Uh, Porta potties. Uh, but yeah, Bob. We find out Big is Bob. an ex-cop, and he's starting a security group. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm hearing great things about this Enrico Terrio and them proud guys. Um, but yeah, not surprising at all. And they have two dogs, Beauty mm-hmm. and Beast, and people fucking love to do this. They're I like, know. oh, I have two Rottweilers or I have two German Shepherds. I'm the most original people in the world. Why don't we name them Beauty and Beast? Oh, we didn't train them. So they love to suck on the femurs of young children. Yeah, that's how my dogs are. Is that a problem? Um, so yeah, Beauty runs off and, um, Nobody really cares. No. Well, Bobby cares. Bobby's like trying to get her, but it seems like the dogs are kind of like rowdy. And from what you've told me about German Shepherds, it makes sense that they're the family's kind of like, yeah, the dogs are ape shit. Yeah. Um, And then we find out that um, the Jew or glasses. His name is Doug. 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 Um, And Buffalo Bill do not get along. Well, one's a Republican and one's a Jew. So, you know, let's see who's being the dickhead here. Um, I think Lynn who is Doug's wife. Doug's wife. She finds beauty in the back of the spooky convenience store. Yeah. But she also sees the bag of valuables. Mm-hmm. And like driver's license. It's very Texas Chainsaw. That like the Grampy in the gas station got. Yeah. So he, Grampy in gas station sees her seeing that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got a fiction to do this and fix them. Bing dong, ding well, dong, yeah, basically he's like, oh, this girl figured out that I have like probably stolen merchandise so now i don't feel bad sending her family down to fucking death valley literally literally Um, not the fun place that manson was at and yeah yes great um span ranch spawn Spawn ranch Ranch. um so yeah grampy gives the whole family a shortcut because he's like oh you can go through these hills here Right? I like that. I like that he straight up just turned into a banjo noise. Well, I mean, he lost a lot of teeth. There's not a lot of words he can make. Uh, so the heat is getting to everybody, right? <sighs> they leave the filling station. The heat is getting to them. We found out Bobby is like a little genius shit boy because he fixes the air conditioning. I really don't mind him in this movie. I think he's like fine enough. He's pretty realized. He's just like a teenage boy. You know what I mean? Like. Well, we also find out, you know, background, more background on the characters, which I think they do a 
good job fleshing out I these like characters. This, but also, I'm able to sort of glean a lot of these details through just the the originals characters being who they are. Yeah. Um, but this is all helpful stuff. You know, we find out that in a shocking turn of events, Big Bob's wife used to be a hippie mm-hmm. and a cool hippie chick. Yeah. But now she obviously wants the Supreme Court to take away your right for abortion. Wow. It's like just every other boomer out there. It's almost like if you have a period of unsurpassed decadence and economic stability, then you want that forever and you want to take that away from everybody so you can have your loot and die with it like a fucking old well, pharaoh. That's like the thing when I was in high school yet again. I was like, oh no, Buffalo Bill. I like that guy from Monk. I don't want him to die. But now watching, I'm like, oh, well, they're just Republicans. So I feel less bad because they would just watch like a woman die in childbirth. So what's what's the difference of your long pit hairs and of taking tabs of acid? And now you want to make sure we can never have a house. Yeah. Peace and love, baby. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was saying that Bobby fixes the air conditioner and we find out that Doug Doug. is kind of like a shithead. He's like, he's just like a modern. He's like your average guy. I think what it is, is like Big Bob and all of them are like outdoorsy, like Republican. Like we go hunting and fishing and hiking. And Doug is apparently like a cellular technology expert and they're he's like a he, cell phone he sells cell phones and yeah. i was like that's such a funny like idea like all but right. um i mean at the time i guess it was, well, it was a, like big shit a novel back then. concept yeah. right uh but it, we we do find out doug kind of like shit talks his wife and he's like fuck her i'm gonna smoke cigarettes in the toilet yeah i think it's one of those things where like i think their marriage is okay enough but like clearly he's annoyed to have to take this like cross-country trip with her fucking family in the back of like an old trailer spike trap they hit a spike trap. I like the spike trap. I think it's really effective. Well, and it's they, also a weapon we find yeah, out later well, on. That's what, like, I always think it's like a bullet belt, but like it's a weapon, yeah. Evil Seth Meyers mm-hmm. uses Evil it. Evil Seth Meyers uses it. Um, and they hit a spike trap, and their tires get blued up. It's pretty good. Yeah, and they overheat the engine. Well, the car smashes into a boulder, and they break oh, their yeah, axle, right. and like so the, the whole car front is pretty end, much irreparable. It's totaled. Yeah, like and, there's nothing um, you can do about it. Obviously, the shepherds run off again. Because they're assholes. Um, and Bobby chases them. Yes. Right? Uh, meanwhile, Big Bob and Doug, they're getting zesty with each other. Yeah. Because Big Bob is going into what I like to call a boomer rage because he can't control the circumstances of his life and he has never been to therapy. Yes. And Doug is poking the bear because that's what well, you do. yeah. Um, when you don't have as much control and your father is yelling at you that you need to make a left at the fork in the road. But there is no left in the fork in the road. You can only go straight. Well, anyways, let's move um, on. <laughs> so, yeah, Bob is like, we got to go figure this out. And thank goodness I have all of these guns. Oh, my God. He has like 10 guns. And him. I have this fucking like magnum that I can like fucking make well, a little like, black kid's head. The funniest with. fucking thing is that Big Bob has like a fucking six shooter and it's like a huge cannon of a goddamn gun, but it's still a fucking six shooter. So it's like. Yeah, you have a bigger gun than everybody else, dude, but, like, you only have six fucking bullets. Like, it, well, it, it's just, it's silly. Well, if you're a good marksman, it's, it's, it shouldn't matter. It's like that idea of, like, American men, they're like, well, I have the biggest one. You're like, yeah, but, like, that doesn't mean it's best. It's like when you're in Mortal Kombat. It's like, just because you're the strongest, but if zero agility doesn't mean you're going to win. Unless you're Goro. Well, you know, he had, like, ten arms, so that seems, four, like, unfair. Honey, four arms. Four. Four. Don't talk about the four, Prince of Shokan and fuck it up, you know? Uh, yeah, he has a gun that will like easily turn like a harmless black kid into a pink mist because yeah. he was jogging or whatever. Yeah. Holding a water gun. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Big Bob gives uh, Bobby 
one a handgun but yeah. keeps his fucking hand cannon um and oh yeah big bob also goes i take my bullets over your prayers any day to his wife yeah awesome cool well don't I mean, worry after the shootings that come in schools later on you will be praying and then later on your grandsons will be committing those shootings i mean um, pretty much yes california dreaming is playing Do yes. you get it Do you no get i don't it? understand could you explain so it to me idyllic americana no, is being no i don't really understand um doug what is, are metaphors is getting roasted again by big bob and big bob's like he's a democrat who doesn't believe in guns yeah he's like oh don't worry bobby doug doesn't need a gun he's a democrat he don't believe in guns but then but then doug is also kind of a weird pervert who checks out like the youngest daughter yeah i don't know what that was about i think it was kind of like oh I, I guess, like, the implication is, like, Doug probably met Lynn when they were younger, and, like, she probably looks like her sister, because, like, she's not that much older. Like, I guess we're talking, like, 25, 26 You're versus, like... you a younger sister is, like, a second wife. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ba-ding. Sister wives. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't think Doug's, like, a terrible, terrible guy. Like, he's kind of a creep, but, like, clearly he, like, goes through enough shit and, like, proves himself that I'm like, all right, Doug's not that bad. <laughs> I think I will say that I think that in this one... I don't mind it, but they lay the ugly American thing on heavy. I like it, and yet again, I think it's just that Bush well, era stuff. in today's stuff. modern age, of course I like it. Yeah. Uh, because I like to watch I, these I horrible know people that, get kind of their comeuppance. I don't know that some I of picked up on this when I was a teenager, though. Like, I think I kind of got some of it, like the hoorah-rah. I mean, there's rah, a like, lot of American flag-centric Well, that's stuff. like the thing, is like, I got the American flag stuff, but I didn't necessarily understand, like, the full political spectrum at hand does that make sense yeah uh but anyway after all that bro and dick measuring um are you elon musk are you gonna measure your cock mom asks that they all pray first and they Ugh. do how does that turn out for them nah, not so good thoughts and prayers didn't seem to work huh and they are being watched by unseen <gasps> figures by the hills and the eyes the hills and the eyes both. yeah nice um and Bob decides he's going to go back to the gas station for help. Yeah. And he sends Doug in the opposite direction. Yeah. Down the road. Yeah. Because this is the dirt road that they were told was the shortcut. Yes. Right? Um, we cut to the gals, right? Because the yep. gals are left to their own devices. Just they- a bunch of ladies bitching around. Uh, women be shopping. Women and, be bitching. Uh, they chat about relaxation. And I think... Um, the youngest daughter says, calls Brenda. weed the chronic. Yeah, Brenda's Remember like, that? I-, I want some chronic. And her mom's like, what's that? And Lynn, the older sister, is like, don't worry, mom. And she's like, it's just drugs. And she was like, like, I only did acid and angel dust in the I know. 60s. Your mom was probably doing foursomes with like acid tabs under her like hairy armpits. It's fine. And this is like, in the remake too, but like the, the mom keeps talking about snakes and Bobby's like, oh, you know what Freud would say about your love of snakes? I'm like, this whole family's falling into a fucking washing machine every other weekend. I mean, but isn't this kind of part of that snappy dialogue kids wouldn't say this shit to their parents like i wouldn't have said any of this stuff to my parents do you know what i mean like if my mommy was demi Moore, i'd say it to her <sighs> demi Moore, mommy all right good job go on striptease mommy go on um so yeah the shepherds who i think were retrieved run away again i think yeah there's a lot of the dogs escaping coming back yeah, escaping coming not back. shocking and uh beauty yeah. Uh, the female shepherd is killed Ugh. by an unseen figure, and Bobby follows her into like a canyon sort yeah, of. Yeah, because there's like a blood trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he finds that trail of blood that leads to her gutted corpse. It's good pretty, dead dog puppet. Good dog puppet. 
KNBFX dog well, puppet. Well, that's like the one thing about this movie that we both talked about that we loved is the effects. And it makes sense now knowing that Greg Nicotero worked on this with right. them and was in it. The effects are really solid still in this. Yeah. Like, I think there's obviously some CGI here and there, but... I uh, think that the- they talked about it and when they were doing the prosthetics for the the family, uh, the, the mutant family. Oh, the family, mutants, yeah. Uh, they did something where like they essentially mapped it out on a computer and then realized it, you know, practically. I mean, it's really good though. They, yeah, it looks it, beautiful. The effects are good. There's like a bunch of good gore and there's like squishy noises. Like the sound and the like actual effects in this movie are definitely like, yeah. even if you hated this movie otherwise, like I think it's just like, it's, it's an impressive, a really impressive piece movie of on that. Work, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, but Bobby runs away from the sight of the gutted dog. And well, he I does mean, not have, great coordination and he falls off a fucking cliff falls off a cliff so he's he like fucking smacks into the ground in the original they kind of paint bobby as being very athletic like he does like cartwheels and somersaults and shit so you can kind of and i think in the scene where in the original bobby runs away from the dead dog he's like moving yeah he's like running down a mountain and i think he's doing a pretty good job yeah like um but in this case you know he kind of just eats shit um and he's knocked out and then uh, Ruby shows up. It shows up, right? And we don't know that she's Ruby necessarily. We just know that she's the one that stole the red hoodie because yep. we silently saw an arm, and now there's like a little red figure. And she's crouched over him, but also crouched over them is thalidomide baby Tom Waits. Ooh. And he's like, I like to eat a dog garden. Well, he's like <laughs> chomping down on fucking German Shepherd it's leg. Juicy, juicy it's, sounding. He's like chewing up. Oh, it's so fucking. Gross. Um, here probably Tucker Carlson would make some sort of like Asian food joke that yeah. like Big Bob would love that. <laughs> That's a smart man. Um, um, and this this is our first time seeing the mutants. Yeah, so like you kind of have a little glimpse of Ruby here and there, but like you don't really know what the mutants look like. And even in this, like there's a lot of shadow lighting in a lot of these scenes. Like people are in shadows for most of this, and you don't really get the like makeup makeup. Maybe like an hour into this, you kind of see everybody's like face. The face. big trailer shit show. That's yeah. When, uh, everyone shows so up. So what but... is that like? Fifty minutes in, but you get like. The the vibe you get from this scene is a dark one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Doug, who I think at this point has unbuttoned his shirt, and we definitively know he's Jewish. Well, I guess like that's the thing is you don't really know why they fucking hate Doug, and you're like, oh, why do they fucking hate Doug? And I was like, oh, Doug's Jewish, that's why. And he has a little star of David because he's like walking through the desert, so he unbuttons his shirt, and you see like you know he's a star of David around his neck, and and he's got like, that big modest Yahoo tattoo on one. Uh, one one pack. Yeah, that's and on exactly. the other one is the um Seth Rogen tattoo. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Doug has traveled down the road, and the road dead ends. Yeah, and dead ends at a car graveyard. Yeah. right? that's what we what we see it as initially. Hashtag Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and he starts like just taking shit out of these cars. It's he takes, very like, a bear bizarre. for his baby daughter. I was like, do not do that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I found an abandoned car lot in the middle of the desert with just like people's belongings, one, I'd be like, that's fucking weird. I should not be here because clearly whatever's here is not for me. And two. I wouldn't fucking pick this shit up because, like, clearly, like, it's been sitting in the desert for a while. I don't know what the fuck's in this. Like, no a fucking one remembers scorpion. your name. Thank you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> um, and we zoom out as he's like pillaging around these cars that are all from different years, yeah, you know, different decades. Well, it's supposed to like represent like from the fifties until right. like the two thousands. And we find out that it is a mushroom cloud that, that yeah. he's in. Yeah, I mean that's a fun shot. Like they zoom out and it's like and there the are crater. multiple ones yeah. that are sort of peppered around this area, uh, and that means that Doug definitely has cancer. Doug has super cancer uh, because if you think about it. 
Uh, Chernobyl is still highly irradiated. And when that incident happened, relative to the fact that it is still irradiated, relative to when they posit that the nuclear test happened in the 50s. Well, this whole movie posits the fact that these people are deformed because of the nuclear testing. That's right. It's not because of like birth defect that was like inbred. It's that the, yeah, you the know, nukes, the mm-hmm. nukes did all this. I mean, they became savage monster people as a result of the nukes and then perpetuated their genetic line by inbreeding, by yeah. boinking. Ooh. By Captain Cavemanning each other. Captain Caveman! <laughs> I can't do that pitch. Can you do um, it? I'd have to hear it again. It's uh, pretty good. Anyway, so we do like a creepy zoom into an abandoned mine tunnel and we mm, hear creepy monster sounds, yeah. right? Um, and then it's night now. Because <gasps> we zoom into the tunnel and then it's night. <gasps> and uh, Bob finally gets to the filling station. Yeah. Uh, where the oldies Hello? are playing... No, no. Where the oldies? Where the oldies? Now it seems that you're in the pit, Mister Bill. Uh, yes, he is now in the pit, and the oldies are playing pristinely. Yeah, on they the radio. are. They really are. Uh, it's a really good radio, and the Grampy is MIA, right? And yeah. Bob stumbles upon the same loot. Well, he finds like that loot, and then he finds like other stuff, and, and he sees the ear. Yeah, he sees the ear in the box, and he's like, "Ah, shit, this is not good." Because he like goes in, and he's like, "Oh, hey, you got a phone," and he's like, "Something," hey. is- and then he like grabs himself a bottle of water, and he like pays for it. And I'm like, "You don't have to pay for that." Yeah, like you know, it's like fine. you can take those bills back off the table once you find the ear, man. Yeah, I think once I find the ear, uh, that's my water, and I don't. Uh, a bitch doesn't work for free, so I'm taking. And it he back. looks at the wall, right, and he sees a ton of plot context for what happened because you see yeah. a bunch of deformed little kids mm-hmm. and also pictures of minors and there'll be yeah. more of that later um and then ultimately bob finds the grampy in the outhouse and grampy the shit house Cobain's himself oh man this is a great effect i was not expecting this when i first saw it and i was like go here we all are entertainers yeah uh but no this is a really good also special effect shot like yeah he his head just goes kaplooey but extremely strong parallel to the tcm remake where that girl shoots herself Self through, through the, the mouth head, and it the goes gun. out the back yeah, of the yeah, van yeah, 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 yeah. uh but it's a great appliance uh then bob gets his head fucked up oh yeah he gets the shit beaten out of him and because he like runs into an abandoned car and he's like oh here's the keys and then he realizes There's one of the figure behind him the hillbillies is in the back mutants. Seat. the mutants i'm sorry uh and yeah they knock him out and they drag him into the mine yes meanwhile uh ruby has diligently stood watch over our little shit boy I bobby like bobby jr um until brenda finds him yeah and then she's like that girl's a 10 and i'm like a Negative two. Oh, Ruby's not that bad. My eyeballs look like the black velvet painting of the wizard that Sarah got. Yeah, her eyes are in places. Uh, um, but Bobby keeps it secret that um, Beauty was gutted. Beauty was gutted because he doesn't want to, you know, make anybody nervous, which I, I get it. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you don't want to tell your mom and your sisters be like, oh, our dog yeah, that we love. Yeah, it's gutted. Its organs are like on the trail over right. there. Uh, and hit Bobby and Brenda return to the trailer. Yes. Where it is again. It is now night has fallen. Night. Um, and we essentially find out that the family uh, did hear over the CB radio weird breathing. Yeah. Suggestive call. Uh, then Beast gets loose again because this family is very bad at wrangling these dogs. How, how, is, how hard is it to like make sure your dogs don't run the fuck out of your trailer? 
I, I like I get the dogs are like unpredictable, but like we assume that Big Bob would have trained these fuckers, right? Like no, he's, he's like a he cop. Absolutely wouldn't have. I don't know. Um I, Doug, Doug returns and he's brought all of his loot with him, including a baseball bat. Also a fishing pole, and she's like, What the fuck do we need a fishing pole for in the desert? But they use it later, so I guess Chekhov's loot. Well, I guess it's the thing is like you need Doug to find all these items so that like you can excuse like them existing. So they can MacGyver things later. Yeah, so they can yeah. MacGyver stuff. So like they just need it to like get to a plot point. Um which I like I'm fine with. They decide that even though Bob is not there and there is an air of pure horror across this whole landscape, yeah, it's all yeah. bedtime for everyone, right? They're like, Yeah, we should just go to bed and like basically Bobby's like, yo, my fucking dad like not back and then doug's like hey we're all gonna stay here and when it hits like midnight if bob isn't back like big bob isn't back we'll go like to the gas station look for him yeah bobby is the only one that seems perturbed well i mean bobby's the only one that's seen something so far like he saw the dog got it but as far as doug knows it's just like doug thought it was like an abandoned like dumping ground and stuff like that because like there's also a thing like they know that it used to be used for military testing and like you know it was a town and now it's abandoned so well um it's the calm before the storm and shit is about to hit the fan in a big diarrhea oh, doo-doo way. Yeah. So the mutants arrive, right? We have a couple of mutants. We have uh, Evil Seth Myers. Evil Seth Myers. And then we have the big guy who reminds me hardcore of uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 yeah, Jason. Yeah, you said Part 2 Jason, and mm-hmm. I, I see it. Um, a little bit Part 3, but mostly Part 2. Because remember a... when he's looking out the window in Part 2 and he's like, Ey! He's a very bumpy skull. Yeah, he's got the same military green shirt and stuff. Um, and yeah, so they arrive. and everyone's sleeping in different places yeah and the girls are sleeping in the trailer uh so part two jason tries to grow brenda yeah and it's at this moment that bobby's like well i better tell them about the gutted dog so he tells doug and mom about it yeah um as a distraction while they're doing all of their raping and pillaging (sighs) they set off Bob. Yeah. They light him on fire because they've crucified him as a brutal distraction. This really fucked me up when I first saw it. I was like, yo, this is hardcore. Like, they take Buffalo Bill and they fucking crucify him and light him on fire. And they basically put a radio near him to, like, pull them away from the trailer. And it's not a sap, snap zoom. It's like an artificial kind of, like, zoom that they did probably in multiple shots yeah it's, it's, it's very good effective. i was gonna say like i know this movie is not perfect by any means and there's some 2000 e stuff in there but i think it's shot pretty well it's pretty effective and like i remember seeing this for the first time and seeing it now having seen it several times and like still really enjoying it oh yeah i thought that this scene is exceptionally violent yeah um so it's while really fucking mean yeah there is a yes the mean spirited the mean spiritedness of this is a unique aspect yeah um um, and yeah, while that's happening, while Bob is burning alive, um, evil Seth Myers comes in and, and he's he, raping Brenda. Well, first he Ozzy Osbourne's a bird. Yeah. The little parakeet. Um, and he, and I think that's a reference. I don't know if it happens later on in the original. Uh, I didn't get that far in my rewatch, but in the beginning of the original, he does talk about how, like, when he raised uh, Papa Jupiter, he would, like, bite the heads off chickens. Yeah, so. Um, anyway, yes. Then evil Seth Myers rapes Brenda, and it yeah, is not a no, fun rape scene. It's, it's not great. And They're, like, licking her face and stuff. It's, yeah, so, like, if you guys are, do you guys can just close your eyes during that part. Yeah, this is a, um. It's I guess, not great. It's not girl with a dragon tattoo rape, but, like, it's not, uh, great. If you're triggered by this kind of stuff, not a great scene for you. No. Um, at the same time, uh, Lynn, who is Doug's wife. Yeah. Uh, runs in, and she, 
um, sees evil Seth Meyers, and evil Seth Meyers forces uh, her to disrobe so he can suck on her boobie. Yeah, it's because she's lactating because she has the baby and stuff like that. It's like I said, this movie's really mean and like it doesn't really pull punches. You know what I mean? Like it really does dig into like this visceral and like I think they shoot it well enough. Like it's not so over the top that you're like. I, I There's get a lot it. of implication. There's a lot more implication. The than, implication. Yeah, the implication. The implication. Um, they're on a boat. Uh, they're, they're out in the desert. The implication. <laughs> the implication. So I think like it does that TCM thing where you see less and your brain fills in all the gaps exactly, and it yeah. makes it a lot worse than whatever you were going to well, see. Well, mom or Lynn runs in and evil Seth Meyers fucking ganks her with his gun. Oh, she gets It's got- actually Big Bob's gun. Yeah, I think it's Big Bob's gun. He like gun. hits her with that cannon. She flies across the room. Um, and then Lynn stabs evil Seth Meyers. In the uh, leg with like a screwdriver. So he blamos her head as she, well. She, yeah, loses the side of her face. Um, the boys all have like run out to Bob at this point. They're trying to they were off. distracted. Yeah. And it is a, you know, uh, I don't know that it's going to happen for him. Yeah, like when they pull Buffalo Bill down off the crucifix, he's just a crispy charred man. And, and Ben's like... This is stupid. Just like he's already dead. I'm like, yeah, but like the idea is like, yeah, you, yeah, they, they yeah. Don't, plus they don't know what's going on at the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, There's a shot in it too, where then they pull him out and they throw him, they put him on the ground and they have smoke. All the smoke comes out yeah, of his mouth. Yet again, Oof. super great effects. Like the burn stuff is really fun. Like all of this is good. Yeah. But anyway, the, all the men are alerted to all the ruckus at the trailer. They run back to it. Yeah. But, and the mutants run off at that point. Yes. And they take an American flag with them. Yeah. Cause it was on like, um, like the car. Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor, exactly. Uh, they also took the baby. The bubba. Um, we cut to Voldemort Tom Waits, <laughs> and he's like, I would love another tasty doggy, but he can't have another tasty doggy because Beast rips his throat out. Oh, yeah. Doggy justice. Dog. And he's like, oh, dang, I feel like the last train coming home full of the bourbon that killed my grandmother. Is that a good cool. Tom Waits? Uh, yeah, it's pretty Tom Waitsy. Um, the the whole family converges at the trailer where things are not good. Well, the sister's been raped. The mom is dying. The uh, older sister is dead. The baby has been stolen. Well, well, well. The trailer. Well, mom, sur- mom. Well, mom. Like she's dying. Mom like I is said. dying. Lynn wakes up for a second, like half a scoot, and that's like her last neurons firing in what remains of her brain. Yeah, most of it's on the wall. Uh, and then so Doug, Brenda, and Bobby Jr. are just like, "What the fuck? Like, are we supposed to do?" And when um, Brenda got like raped or whatever, they're like, "We're gonna come back for you because they like, got scared off yeah. before they." Could, and they left I the guess, walkie. I think they left the walkie-talkie. Yeah, because that's how they communicate yeah. with like stolen military stuff. Yeah, so I guess that's the implication in this one. They kind of go like I think further into the military stuff in the original. Like I think they're the remake, like breaking on. I think the there base. was something thrown around in the remake about them also breaking into the, the Maybe. base and stealing shit. But I know in the original they do mention that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doug has been listening to non-stop Dane Cook CDs and he's ready to be a fucking alpha baby. Yeah, Shocker. Baby. Put so he's going to marry an 18-year-old? Okay. Um, yeah. And Doug finds the walkie and Beast comes back. Yeah. And Doug's like, why are you doing this to us? And the monster's like, we're evil. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Beast brings back the one guy's arm that they like ripped off after they killed it with the walkie-talkie holding onto it. So that's kind of a fun little effect. Like, Yeah. And then the mutants also say that essentially they're going to send Papa Jupiter to finish them all off. Yeah. And I believe what we are supposed to maybe believe 
is that Papa Jupiter is Grampy's son? Yeah, I think. Well, in the original one, they're more like honest about it. Like in the original, the gas station guy had kids. The one was like deformed and he ended up being one of the Hills Have Eyes people. But in this one, it's a little less like certain. It's a little less clear who is who. Yeah. So I think like maybe they could be like tangentially related or at least he was using them. Like the implication is like he's getting like the stolen goods and clearly like these mutants don't have need for that they have need for like meat and like resources and so doggy they, meat so like they give him all the cash and like the credit cards and the electronics and he i guess pawns them and stuff like that and he's finally like the gas station guy is like growing a conscious and he's like i can't just keep fucking taking right. this shit or and the, or the it. agony has been too much to bear yeah you know? and, um yeah I, I think that that's a really interesting concept um but we have Doug now. Oh, no. What I was going to bring up is that I think it's interesting that they're all named after the planets. I can't help but think that that's like a horoscope thing. We were really into the horoscopes. Well, even shit. in Texas Chainsaw, remember, exactly. there's like a bunch of stuff in that yep. about like horoscopes. So, like, I assume that's like why there's like Jupiter and like stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and then oh, Michael Berryman was Pluto in the original. Yeah. And he was, you know, he, because he was running around naked with like a bell around his neck and he was a dog. Aww. <laughs> But why could Pluto not talk, but Goofy could? Shut the fuck up. All right. Or I will disappear you in the tunnels beneath Disney. All right. Um, okay, Bob Iger. We cut to the... No, that that's just about impoverishing you. No. Wow. Um, I'm going to end up in that tunnel when I'm impoverished. Doug is uh, using Beast now to track the mutants. Because well, he has yeah. their scent yeah. from having killed Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the blood trail that they left, because as they were escaping, evil Seth Myers was bleeding everywhere. Yeah, because he got stabbed in the leg. Yep. Uh, and he follows them through a mine, and we get a little bit more uh, show-don't-tell plot exposition where he finds like the graves of the miners yeah. who died. Um, and then he follows it through those mining caverns to a nuclear test town. Awesome setting. The best architecture I've ever seen. Could you imagine if they like didn't blow up all those like antiques? Do you know how much money you'd make off that mid-century modern furniture? I'm just saying. And enough to like set those uh fucking cannibals up with like a lifetime time supply of human bodies. There's crappy mannequins and stuff. Crap mannequins. Mannequins are expensive, dude. They're like 600 bucks. Great. Next on Antique Roadshow. Sarah, uh, I'm just saying, the there is a way to make time. money, and they don't have to be cannibals that murder people, okay? They can have a nice antique business. So he brought Beast with him, and he brought his baseball bat, right? Yes. And he's sneaking around, and one house has a Jenny running, mm-hmm. a really old Jenny. Yeah. And he's like, well, clearly this is like the house where somebody is living. Yeah, and because And he sees like, his what? little baby. Oh, it's a cute baby. Uh, and... He's like hiding or crouching down, and we get to see Greg Nicotero mutant. This is Ben and I both agreed. Uh, yet again, when I first saw this movie, I was like, "Go!" Yeah, so he's, he's the mutant with the the head uh, headgear. Head Actually, when I broke my back brace, uh, when I broke my neck, I almost ended up in that headgear. If I'd broken one vertebrae lower, basically, I w- they're called like halos or whatever. Um, it's what Regina George ends up in at the end of Mean Girls. Um, but yeah, no, that is the creepiest mutant. He like fucking oh my god is so creepy and he's like dragging a body we're not sure and his face is like covered in like boils like oh, his whole so head gross. is boils he's got like weird shark teeth it's pretty cool yeah it's awesome our boy mr can be himself yeah um and then he sneaks into the house right yeah. Uh, and he sees a bald lady who is watching. Meanwhile, Divine is watching Divorce Court. I mean, yes. Um, but the bald lady knocks him out. He thought he was being a sneaky beaky. He was not sneaky enough. No. 
Um, smash get to the trailer, right? Boom. Smash. That was me smashing. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Boom. Bang. Bang. Has rigged a tripwire using the fishing uh, fishing line around the perimeter of the trailer, right? Um, And they're just like setting up little Home Alone stuff. Yeah, because Brenda's like terrified. She's like, he said he was coming back for me, and like this girl was raped. She was in a lot of trauma. So like you know, Bobby very bad comedy on his live show, (laughs) right? So Bobby's like, okay, like you know, I'll rig up the system. So if anything crosses this line, it'll trigger, and we'll know about it. You know, right? Doug wakes up. After being knocked out and using a freezer full of corpses. Oh. And if you pay really careful attention, you can see that like the head is like Bob's head. Like it's a lot of the appliances that they probably yeah. use that they threw in there. It's um, good though. But they're good appliances. And he breaks out of that freezer. Yeah. He bonks his way out. It's gross. Um, so fucking gross. And he makes his way out and he is in a different shack. Yeah, because it's like a little town. Like it's like, so I assume most people know what nuclear testing towns looked like. I mean, I didn't know like what they looked like because they didn't teach you about this in school, obviously, because they hit it. But like, if you just look up stuff, it's like, you know, they would build fake towns to see like what the impact of a nuclear explosion would be. So like they have all these like modern 50 homes with like mannequins of like replicas of your children basically being like, this is what it would look like with a nuclear fallout. And it's the like, irony of this whole test too is that none of that takes into account the radiation yeah no no no, it's fine but yeah, i understand the idea of modeling what the destruction would look like from this american superpower that's created an ungodly monster machine yes Hashtag oppenheimer, oppenheimer. <laughs> in theaters this week um which was filmed here in princeton that's true some of it definitely because yeah, i think they probably well, do the einstein bits so there. they filmed some of it during covid apparently so. um Anyway, in this house, at the kitchen table, he sees Bob's body with the American flag driven through his head. It's pretty sick. Hashtag, do you get it? Hashtag, don't tread on me. Um, and we meet the uh, Megamind oh, guy who has like so super hydrocephaly and his head is like hanging over the back. It's good. It's a fun prosthetic. And he condescendingly sings the national anthem. Do you get it? No, I don't understand Okay, it. well, let me cue you to some Billy Joe Armstrong lyrics here. Okay, American Idiot. Um, and then, yeah, he info dumps. This is like, in case you weren't paying attention, he info dumps all of the stuff that like, you made us the monsters, you dropped your bombs. And like, you figure that out by this point, if you were paying attention. I mean, well, Doug's a Jew, so he's got to yell at him about something. Because Jews control America. And then Doug's like, what is the deal with putting me in a freezer? Thank you. Anyways. Uh, and then the hydrocephaly guy's like, it's breakfast time. And Friday the 13th part two guy fucking <gasps> bursts in the door. He does a lot of bursting. He does max bursting. It's, it's really Imagine good. Imagine what his dick looks like. Mangled. It probably, a mangled. It probably it's looks probably like, like multiple sores and like, garlic knots yes. just like fused together. Ew. I don't like it. Send us I, fan art. What do you think the no, hills don't. Have You can send it to Ben. Send like. it to Ben and it's one of those disappearing photos so he can't fucking send it to me. So we have a fight now between doug and uh part two jason guy yeah and part two jason guy my money's on him yeah initially well he's ginormo uh luckily doug uh locked beast in a car before he went in the first house yeah and beast gets out because he's a fucking shepherd who has no understanding of the confines of the world that are meant for him well it's like a rusted out bottom of a car and beast like digs his yeah. way through like the rest yeah. uh but it's lucky that he does that because he attacks jason too yeah and uh they're fighting him and 
Doug gets his shit pushed in yeah. repeatedly. Doug gets fucked up. It's really it reminds me a lot of like Puccio from the uh, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead remake, remake, where he just keeps getting like fucked up and fucked up and fucked up, and it's like oh, well, this essentially, is good. like because of all the deformities and stuff, you know, they they they're uh, like superhuman strength. Yeah, yeah. Well, it so. reminds me of that bit. Do you did you read the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, the Millennium I series? Did. I remember how Elizabeth's brother is like that big dude who can't oh, feel yeah. pain mm-hmm. because of like genetic mutation. I guess yeah. so I always assume like that's what they end up getting is like we're genetically modified not to feel pain as well, much well there's like a scene where Doug stabs him with like part of a chair leg and he's just like and he's, whatever like, squeezes and twists it around and like part two Jason's like <laughs> yeah so he's supposed to be like kind of superhuman-y oh and then also uh, part two Jason Newton is carrying like this mean ass fire axe oh, like an oldie time yeah. fire axe and the back of it is like a fucking pickaxe. Yeah, the one half is spike. a pickaxe, and the other half is like a traditional axe. And he uh, he chops off Doug's little fingies. Oh, yeah. Poor Doug loses some fingies. Uh, but when all seems lost, Doug uh, cuts to what makes the, the, the tried and true Jew move. You start crying. And he fakes the sad boy. Yeah. Right? And then right when things up look lost for Doug. He takes a screwdriver and jams it into Jason Partu's foot. Yeah. And then he takes the American flag out of Big Bob's head and rams it through uh Jason's fucking head. Yeah. Amazing. Really good. Uh oh, and then he takes the axe and he choppies the head off. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then Beauty uh sorry, Beast is in the house now too. And this is the point where you were like, this episode should be called Doug Goes America All Over Their Ass. Yes, exactly. Like, Doug really, like, so the, this is my favorite thing why I love Doug the best. Doug's my favorite character. Because Doug is, like, a nebbish Jewish guy. He's, like, kind of a dick or whatever. And he's, like, not the worst, but, like, whatever, just a dude. But, like, he gets his shit fucking wrecked. And he's just, like, fuck this. Like, I am not giving up. I'm, like, getting, like, his wife is dead. He wants his baby back. Like, there's not, like, baby a part. Back, baby back, baby back, <laughs> Where he's, like, oh, I don't know if I get my daughter back like there's no thought in doug's brain where he can't do this he's just like i'm fucking doing this shit because you have my fucking he gets daughter through the ringer yeah and like this fight especially is doug a, really a just good being, highlight of that yeah. brutality of this movie you know like people are getting fucking pushed to the limits yeah and then the dog beast is in the house and it ends up like chewing on hydrocephalus guy yeah mega mind you don't see it which like i kind of think they did because like i think they seem it would be like cruel to show a person that's like that disabled wheelchair bound and all wheelchair bound and like kind of like immobile being attacked by a dog um well that doesn't happen yet because what happens first is uh, Doug leaves the house. He leaves Mega Mind guy behind. Oh yeah, and he ganks Greg Nicotero with the axe. Remember, mm. he like flips it around to the spike side and jams it into his. Oh eye. yeah, because like he also fights Greg Nicotero, Monster Man, really quick. Greg Nicotero really doesn't quick. have a chance. Yeah, I like, feel bad because I feel like Greg Nicotero's role in like that mutant family is like gotta be the sentry for the house again. Yeah. Oh dang! And like he gets taken out real fucking quick. But yet again, still great special effects. All of it's awesome. Doug is like going America on everybody else's ass like and at this great. point um mega mind is like he he tells self myers is like kill the baby kill and the then baby. he gets murdered oh by and the then doggy. he gets murdered by the dog mm-hmm. yeah um but 
before Seth Meyers can kill the baby, Ruby steals the baby. Yeah. Because Ruby, like, I think Has in the original, conscience. too, is, like, Ruby's just supposed to be, like, kind of a girl. Like, she's removed from all Generations this. Generations like, removed from this behavior. Yeah. Much like the brutality of, say, highly conservative people, ideally their their descendants will draw away from that. Yeah. So, Ruby's, like, you know, the one shining kind of light of this family. She's like, no, I'm not a monster. I don't want to treat people badly. I'm, I don't want to kill this baby. Like, she tries to protect it and, like, be a good person and stuff like that so over at the trailer yeah um bobby walks around and they have been keeping all the dead bodies of their family members yeah. in the car and they find out that mom is missing yeah and bobby trails the blood to find out that papa jupiter is chomping down on mom yeah um and yeah, again, this movie is really yeah. mean. It's there's like certain parts where you're like, that's that's mean, and then like later on, I I always forget that the mom's body gets stolen, and they're like, Brenda's like, Bobby, where's mom's body? Where's her body? And like you just see him like chomping fucking down. And you're like, oh. well, I think that this movie really delivers on the mutant cannibal thing. Yeah, which like you'd think that that would be something they would promise and then cut away from, but this movie does not cut away from. No, it doesn't cut away. It like really heavy leans in. Uh, but. In in some ways, uh, Bobby is luring Jupiter. Yeah, because he runs off and he runs into the trailer and they uh, what is it? Bungee cord him, uh, bungee cord trailer. Jupiter, so he's stuck on the trailer. Then they sneak out the back, mm-hmm. and Papa Jupiter is like, I-, "I want yummy, tasty treats," and he breaks out and runs into the trailer where they rigged the matches to light when he opened them. Yeah, because they had set off like their gas tanks in there, and so like the trailer is full of gas. So like as soon as he opens the screen door, it strikes the matches. It strikes the matches and it blows and them up. Kablamo, kablooey, papu. Um. Meanwhile, it's like a race essentially to get back to the trailer with Ruby, who has the baby, yeah. evil Seth Meyers, and yes. Doug. And Ugh. Doug gets more of his shit fucking, like... Wrecked. Wrecked, yeah. He, because Seth Meyers is the one who rigged the spike trap. So he's got it on his arm the whole time. And he uses it like, as, like, a whip. A whip, yeah. yeah. It's fucked up, dude. Um, And ultimately, after getting almost beaten again to near submission, uh, Doug... Beats the fuck out of Seth Meyers. But at the end of it all, Ruby sacrifices herself and pushes Seth Meyers along with herself off the cliff. Yeah. To I save mean, the baby. What else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, Ruby wasn't going to, like, what, come with them to live in, like, regular society. And it's at this point that I realized she looks just like Juno. And I was like, I sacrificed myself. Home skillet. Nice. Thank you. Um,. And at the ruins of the motorhome trailer, yeah. we see that Jupiter is still alive. Yeah, and he's got, like, debris in him, so he's dying, but he's still alive. Yeah, but he's still, like, cackling because he's super fucking evil, and Brenda, like, fucking stabs him through the eyeball, too. Yeah, I mean, she's, like, because, like, kind of throughout this whole movie, after, like, obviously the horrible trauma she went through, she's, like, very upset and screaming, and then she finally, like, finds herself, and she, like, fucking stabs him and is, like, yeah, I'm fucking ready to get mad now, like... I'm not scared anymore. I want to like fucking murder you because you and your mutant family just destroyed like my family by like literally murdering everyone except for my brother-in-law and my brother. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in many ways, a lot of this movie focuses on how they're all psychologically destroyed by the events of the film yeah. and they're pushed to their very limit. And the interesting part is that the one moment of hope that they have is realizing or the one moment of hope they have that is realized is when Doug arrives with the baby. Yeah. And with Beast in yeah. tow and the remaining family reunites with whatever sanity they have left 
They're a lot of cancer, though. <laughs> a lot of cancer and a lot of future therapy. Yeah. Um, but they're being watched, too. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, this ending. We don't need uh, that. The ending without, like, the snap pull away where, like, somebody's watching them from the hills. I think they just added that. Like, I don't know that, like, the director necessarily was like, yeah, this is how this movie should end. Because this movie is nicely wrapped up. You assume that everyone else is dead now and, like, everybody's been blown up or stabbed or thrown off the side of a fucking cliff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, how many uh, big bob heads impaled by an American flag do you give this out of ten? I think it's like eight and a half, nine. Okay. Uh, I will say like it's not a perfect movie, and there's like some hokey stuff. I think it's mostly the intro stuff, like that we kind of briefly touched upon, where like it jumps all over and it's kind of. Ch- trying to be like a saw opening almost like you know it's like really rock and roll and some of the soundtrack crazy. too some of like the stuttering soundtrack stuff has a little bit of that saw genetics in it yeah so that isn't my favorite but like i think they just kind of threw that in. it's not throughout the whole movie it's no. really like only at the beginning in like the beginning trailer stuff and i think other than that like the whole movie like you like all these characters i get that big bob sucks but you still feel bad that he's fucking dead you feel bad that these kids like <laughs> lost their parents in like a brutal fucking way and like their sister's fucking dead like it's not like a movie where you're like oh well they were shitty people and they died it's like no they were like murdered hardcore like right. bad bad like um for me it's an eight i think that this is a hyper violent film that promises the violence and delivers on yes. that violence i think the the way that they execute it predominantly through practical effects is really impressive we've talked about that i love the effects in this, um yeah. the original is a worship of the concepts of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. or it feels that way, yeah. right? And then in many ways, this movie is a worship of the remake of Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. But in, I think it's better than the it's, remake of Texas it's Chainsaw much Massacre. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of anti-Bush sentiments that you can see. Yeah. Um, and some of them are a little on the nose, but I like satire. You I know. also think that they're all normal looking people. Like everybody like is an actor and they've been around, but they all have normal faces. And I think like the one kid that's in like um Easy A. Easy A and Bobby. stuff like that. Like I think he does a good job as Bobby. He's kind of like a shitty teenage boy, but like I think that's very accurate of the time. Like he's not like hyper masculine or hyper feminine. Like he's just no, a kid. There, I mean, in the in the aftermath of Trump, I feel like I like more ugly Americans get their comeuppance. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that they're like satires of that. No, uh, they're pr- fairly realized outside of Big Bob. I think Big Bob is a spot on like January sixer. Yeah. But the irony of this film is also these ugly Americans in their heart are set upon by literal ugly Americans, yeah. right? so isn't that, yeah, that's um, And, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it before. If the very least appreciate this for the practical work that was put into it. I remember seeing this because my friend let me borrow the DVD in freshman year of college. Ooh. And I was watching it and it was fucking a white knuckle experience. Um, yeah, like this movie, if you've never seen it, I hope you didn't listen to this podcast first. I hope you watched it uh, and then watched it. Uh, but like this, it's, it's actually like kind of thrilling. Like a lot of people die. Like in most movies, especially around this time, like like all your main characters are going to get horribly they're fucked up. Good looking, up, and they live, but they're going to get brought back at the very end, and they made it. And like this movie's like, no, they're fucking dead, and now they're being eaten by cannibals in the hillside. So there was enjoy. this like very brief blurb of time. This very brief like moment where movies were leaning into doing the gore like yeah. this. It was very brief. It was very pretty brief. much capitalizing on that whole let's remake these classic mm-hmm. exploitation horror films and and up the ante. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, uh, check it out. And then, obviously, um, check out Seal of Satan. Yeah, we have a lot of new stuff coming to We've the We've got a the, lot the of channel. stuff right around the corner. Yeah, Wait new for shows. It. But our next movie is a movie from 2002. Okay. Directed by Danny Graves and Richard Wink. I have no idea. The movie Wishcraft. What? Now, I don't know very much about Wishcraft, except that when I did cherry falls or when i first saw cherry falls this was recommended under it okay so So we will see we're both going in blind so we're really sorry guys if this movie sucks but if it's great uh then be uh anticipate for a dope ass episode i guess i mean it'll be dope regardless because we're fucking dope we're really fucking cool like we're like really hardcore party people and like we stay up to like 9 30 some days yeah We, we like helped contribute some of the beats to LMFAO's Party Rock, so we would know. Yeah, we would know. And we're not sorry for Party Rocking. No. So until next time, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. Life.